Caleb Collier said, proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Hello and welcome to day two of Church and State at the Reawaken America Tour with Clay Clark, General Flynn, and many crazy awesome names. We've had the pleasure of having with us the OG, the real Dr. Stella Emanuel. This was sacred to God. Now the time to This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Everybody, it's an honor to be with you. With the rise of the BRICS nations, uh, you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency. The United States is not and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail. And my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value. I might not be a gold or silver guru, but I wanna have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day. So I would definitely recommend every one of you go to bh-pm.com. All you gotta do is look around and see that the price of, of everything is increasing. Gold and silver is on the rise. It's being artificially suppressed. You wanna schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying, please, sir, can I have some more? Stop waiting. What are you waiting for? Four years from now, prices are going to be absolutely astronomical. Go to bh-pm.com. Get a consultation now. You definitely want to mention Church and State. It will get you the best prices. It will get you the best consultation advice. Use Church and State when you go to bh-pm.com. Dr. Stella Emanuel. I have my doctor friend and sister, Rachel, with me, who actually, she, we have to talk about her promo code because those of you who want to use Dr. Stella's products, you can go to your podcast. What's the promo code? It's not on my podcast, but if you go to Dr. Stella's website... You can use Dr. Rachel. Yeah. DR Rachel. Yeah, then you can use the code DR Rachel as the promo code for that. So, with that, Rachel, give her an intro. Tell, tell, tell our listeners about <laughs> the doctor. Wow. Well, this is an amazing warrior. She's not only an amazing doctor, but she's an amazing warrior in the spirit world as well. And she's become... Um, a mentor to me and I know Amen. a mentor to a lot of different people and I know a lot of you uh, saw her when uh, COVID broke out because she was on the front line speaking truth about what was actually happening and, and what was saving people and she's continued to be a voice for that for the movement she continues to speak she continues to bring freedom to people through um, through the work of God and so we're just so honored and excited to have you on the podcast. Always. <laughs> you didn't tell them that you've been to the ranch. Yes. And she has a ranch in yes. Texas. Yes. You, you, you were there with us for like, what, a week? I was there for a week. Yes. 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 We, do this, uh, we do these prayer programs, retreat programs, which is really important because a lot of the patriots are fighting and then they get all beat up and then spiritually, because we're in a spiritual battle. Yeah. So the ranch is there for people to come and refill and refresh and reconnect back with God, you know, so revive. So that's kind of what we do. And it's yeah. free. 
And when people come filled. there, it's free. When you're people come for our fire. program, yes. <laughs> when people come for our program, it's free. So we have deliverance, healing, revival, and just getting people's hearts back and getting people, you know, just getting you recharged, you know. So that's one of the things that we do. I, I happen to be, uh, I'm thankful that, you know, God has called me for such a time like this and trained me and to be a warrior, which I tell people, I said, the reason why I stand and I'm still standing is not because I'm much different. It's just because I know Jesus and I'm a warrior and I'm a trained warrior. You know, so we pray around, we pray, we pray every day. We, we, we do intercession. That's what we do. You know, we intercede for the nations, intercede for the church, intercede for the, uh, for the president, intercede for, you know, we just intercede and just cry out to the Lord, intercede for Israel and everything. And in that intercession, uh, it keeps us on the watch. Because we're like watchmen on the wall, watchmen on the wall, it keeps the enemy at bay. So many, many doctors have lost license, jobs, everything. We've thrived. Yeah. And the reason we thrive is because we're connected to the source. We, in, we, we incidentally, we, just took, we put a blinker on and we turned into the supernatural realm because you both are doctors, but you're addressing the supernatural when you yes. use terms like deliverance. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is the great physician. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mentioned hundreds of times that Jesus healed the sick and cast out demons. There's been this huge shift. I'm a worship leader at our church, Miss Stella, and in the last two years, I've seen probably over 50 people throw up and be delivered from demons. And it's, it's not comfortable. It's not real like traditional church, but it's like happening a lot. People are getting baptized in the manifestation of demons, and they're being cast out. And they're being healed. And one of the sickest tricks the devil ever pulled was for Christians to believe that they could not be oppressed yes. by the devil. And I didn't say possessed, you know. Cause ca- of, no, Christians can be possessed. I know. My aunt. But not, not their spirit. Yes. The flesh and the body can be possessed. The, the soul and the body can be possessed, not the spirit. When you, if you're a true Christian, your spirit cannot be possessed. But your flesh and your body can be possessed. That is Keep why, talking about that. That is why uh, we have... Cr- there's no way in the Bible that say Christians cannot be possessed. I don't know where people came up with that for. Because think about it. What's the spirit of anger? You have Christians that are dealing with crazy anger, like wrath. Right. You have Christians that are, have lying spirits or, or like a spirit of lust, you know. You have pastors that cannot stop sleeping around, you know. It's a spirit that people that are, you know, are addicted to pornography. They are still Christians. It's just that they are in bondage. So I don't... I don't know. That's part of the lie that the devil told the church. And because of that, people do not believe that they need deliverance. Deliverance is a lot more. It's, I think I need people to, people need to stop thinking deliverance like, well, they're just going to catch you and cast some demon out of you. Go, oh, right. you know. Deliverance, just being able to give your life to Christ is deliverance. Because yes. it means you're coming out of the kingdom of darkness into light. One of the biggest spirits that affects the church is the spirit of slumber. Mm. Most Christians cannot read the Bible. They pick up the Bible to read. That's when they fall asleep. It's what interesting. People that? fall asleep that's in church. That's the spirit of slumber. And then the minute you take the Bible off, they are up and doing good. So people have to start. You, people have to recognize that the spirit, everything in this world is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Everything is settled in the spirit before it comes into the physical. You're going to submit to one spirit or another. Either the spirit of the world or the spirit of Christ. Either the spirit of the Antichrist or the spirit of Christ. So in your daily work, in your daily activities, whatever you submit to is what you're going to be, be, be taken over by. 
So if you're a Christian and all you do is sit around and watch football all day and you're not putting Jesus into your into your life and the word of God into you, you're going to get overtaken by the spirit of the world and you will need deliverance. That is why many Christians don't want to read the Bible. They don't want to pray. They're just weak. You know, if you go, if you read in the book of Acts, you know, even just ushers and, you know, they cast out demons, healed the sick, took out nations, you know, Stephen and Philip and, you know, you know some evangelists. So, but in our day, there's a form of godliness, but with no power. And the reason is because uh, we have an intellectual Christianity in America that is not spiritual. So most people, they are talking about Christianity as if it's an intellectual discourse. And they don't know God. They don't have the spirit of God. They don't have the anointing. And that's why our world is crazy because we need, you, people need to be connected to the spirit of God. Yeah. This Holy Spirit, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in your spirit. It's like a coconut. You have the inner liquid that can refresh and just revive. That's, that's the spirit deep inside. Then you have the fleshy part of the coconut that people eat, right? And then on the outer part of it, you have this hard shell. So that is the same way you can look at human beings, like body, soul, and spirit. The body is a hard shell. The soul is that sweet part you can eat. And then the spirit is the fresh water all the way deep. Come on. The reason our world is so crazy is because the Holy Spirit is locked up in Christians. That live in the flesh. Can I ask live both? in the physical. Yeah. Yes. Can I ask both you doctors? Okay. I, I recently, this is make-believe, but I recently, I have severe diarrhea. It's, it's all the time. I feel like I can never, ever really gain weight. Um, I'm suspecting that I have a parasite. And, uh, like, what would you do for that? What, what would be the protocol you'd start? All right. So you're saying, are you saying it for real or you're trying to? No, no. Okay, good. So I what you're not, saying is this. I just want people to not be afraid of, like, you yeah, two talk about parasites all the time. My sister-in-law, she's talking about parasites all the time. Like, and she's saying, I did not know this. Americans have tons of parasites. Because we think of third world nations as places that have parasites. But there's probably more parasites that we're carrying around than we really know. Most parasites live happily ever after with their hosts. And sometimes people get all bent out of shape about parasites, probably her. <laughs> I don't get bent out of shape after parasites. If you start causing problems, then you treat it. Okay. But how about you look at parasites the same way you look at demons? That's exactly what I'm getting to. Christians. Right. So Christians go around. If you have parasites and start having symptoms, then you need to treat it. Yes. So what happens? Everything is spiritual. So ask yourself. Do I have spiritual parasites? Right. And you can start diagnosing it by your symptoms. Mm -hmm. And the symptoms are like, do I want to read the Bible? No. I can go for two, three days without reading the Bible. What is wrong? Because the Holy Spirit wants to read the Bible. That's good. Or I want to praise God. You know how sometimes people are in church, they are playing a song, something is bubbling outside you to lift up your hands and praise God, but you're like, what are they going to do? How are they going to see me? So the spirit is locked up. It's like a spirit in prison. Yeah. Your, spirit, your spirit man wants to praise God, but your flesh and your body is like... Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are spiritual problems. Or people that have like uh, emotional hooplas. You know, your body, soul, and spirit. Your soul is your mind. That means your thinking, your emotions, and your will. Each of these parts of you can be afflicted. If you have things like depression and everything is problems of the mind, or emotions like... Even depression, sorry, it's like emotions, like, you know, there are people that get angry and get like, 
Have you ever worked with somebody that has like emotional hoopla all the time? Yeah, all You'll be time. like, somebody get this person out of my office because everything is an emotional issue. You're like, did you pick up this thing? How could she talk to me like that? You know what I'm saying? He's like, come, come on, please calm down, you know? So people have like messed up emotionally and then there are people that are messed up, you know, intellectually. They're just hard. They don't, their minds are, they, you, you can't change my mind. I'm tough. I'm strong. They call them stiff neck. Yeah. All those things are like, Diseases of the soul, or afflictions of the soul, demonic afflictions of the soul. Can I? But this is what I would think every Christian should realize that most times when you do wrong, it's the devil that wants you to do it. Yes, even desires of the flesh, the devil is like, no, don't. It doesn't matter. Do it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know. So people have to realize that. Um, start check yourself. Look at your fruit. Do you want to read the Bible? No. Do you want to pray? No. Do you want to worship? No. Are you still interested in drinking and smoking? Yes. Do you want to sleep around? Yes. Are you still interested in like worldly music, worldly movies? Yes. Are you angry and prideful and everything? Yes. Then hello, you have demons. What's your problem? Yes. You need them to be cast out. You need I, to be cleaned out so that you can actually submit to God. Come on. Yes. I, I had a, a recent epiphany thanks to a, a woman of God who she specializes in deliverance ministry. And she's come to our church yearly for what we have. It's called Freedom Weekend. And she comes, and it's actually Freedom Week. She literally ministers to the youth ministry on Wednesday, uh, Thursday to all the men and women, and, uh, all week long. And she's delivering people. And that she, she helped us overcome this fear of the word deliverance. We think of the word deliverance as like, like just for Satan and just for people who are filled with demons, and this is for worldly people. But she said, what did Jesus pray in the, 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 the Lord's Prayer? He said, deliver me from the evil one. And he said that... That's a daily prayer. Yeah. That's a daily prayer. Like, uh, I know you both take vitamins and healthy things daily. Like, and Christians are forgetting, deliver me from the evil one. Deliver me, Lord. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. This is a daily prayer. So I, I, what it did is it freed me up from, okay, sometimes I thought that I was so free, but I realized I'm not as free as I want to be. I want to be even more free from pride. I want to be more free completely free from pornography. That was something that Miss Stella I was haunted by for many years. And it's because demonically, there was things that were coming after me. I don't want those thoughts. Why would that thought even come to my mind? And I would take that thought captive, like Paul said, just grab it, put it into a freaking headlock and say, get out of here. That's not me. And I, I think a lot of Christians really take it personal when you say, hey, maybe deliverance is for you. Actually, everybody needs deliverance. Come on. Especially ministers of the gospel. You know, there's, the Bible says that, um, you know, when you lay hands on people, you can partake of their iniquity. Yeah. You see, sometimes a pastor will minister and preach very powerfully. When you minister and you preach powerfully, you're operating under the Spirit of God. When the Spirit lifts, you're still a weak human being. And sometimes the spirits that you cast out of people will come after you. That is why if you have that recognition, then you pray prayers like, Father, deliver me from the evil one. Or watch over me. You know, remember when you come to the, came to the ranch? Whenever we finish praying, I always send everything that breaks off people one way to the pit that there will be no regrouping, no regarding, no backlash, no retaliation. In the name of Jesus, we, we, we command the angels of the living God to sweep any demonic presence from around us to the pit. Um, because I'm a prayer warrior and a deliverance minister, I, I, prayed, I pray personal deliverance prayers all the time. I do prayers like uh, attacking the enemy of my calling. Anything resisting God in my life should come out. And um, everything that came into my life while I slept. This, I have these prayers on my YouTube channel. 
So we do those prayers all the time. So we're not wa I'm not waiting for the devil to attack me and I start fighting. I'm like always on the front line, like kick, push, punch. Yeah. The devil's like, what did I do? I don't know what you did, so but you're, you're going to do offense, it. not the defense. You're always. Offense. 24-7. We're on the offense every day. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And that is why um, most Christians, and I, even, I teach a lot of ministers, we do a lot of programs where we teach ministers how to fight because most pastors and ministers are fighting for other people. They are praying for other people and they never stop to think, you know what, you need to pray for yourself. You need to cover yourself. You need to cleanse yourself. You need to come on over the, under the anointing. Yep. You know, so those are things that the Lord trained me for years. And um, that's why I tell people that I'm a spiritual sniper. I don't. Come on. I know it's not a joke. She'll I'm not. It. No, it's okay. I'm not. I'm see, not you laughing. know, like sometimes when I say that, people think like, I, oh, she's being like cocky. No, I'm just really a trained sniper because the Lord trained me from when. You know, when I started out, when the Lord started training me, I would, when I got saved, if I didn't pray warfare prayers for like a day, I would get beat up, period. So I spent years just praying warfare prayers and fighting. And if I skip a day or two without getting, praying like serious warfare, serious prayers, I would just get attacked. So I didn't realize what it was. I'll be crying like, why do I have to pray all the time? But I didn't realize that God was training me. The second book that I wrote is called Sustained Fire. When the Lord showed me that I have to be on sustained fire. And sustained fire means at all times, you know, we are, you, you, when you are in a war, you don't, you don't hang around like civilians, you know. You're always on the guard, you're always, so my whole life, I don't, I don't bring things in my life that, that I don't allow the enemy into my life as much as I can by his grace. I don't even say things like I'm tired or I'm this, I'm that. I don't even speak I speak life, and the Lord has trained me about this a long time, you know. You know, sometimes we'll be praying for prosperity. I want money, I want money. And then somebody will come and ask you, can you give me $5? You tell them you're broke. And the devil's like, yeah, she's broke. You know what I'm saying? No. So it's just, so deliverance. Like when you read in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, when you read Ephesians 6, talk about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual weakness in high places. So it says, but put on the whole armor of God. You know, a lot of people look at that armor just in Ephesians 6. But when you look at the whole if, the book of Ephesians, if you go back to the book of Acts, the, book of, the, the Ephesians church was a church where they had Diana. Diana was this entity or the queen of heaven. They had this demonic entity that they delivered the Ephesians church from. The Ephesians church was a church that was a serious church. When they got delivered, they took away all their curious arts, all their demonic books. I can tell Christians, you need to clean your house, take away all your curious arts and your demonic books and, you know, you know, movies and all kinds of stuff you keep in your house and clean those things out of your house. So they did all that. So, and, so they taught the Ephesians church. So if you look at, the, put, the whole armor of God does not start in Ephesians 6. It starts in Ephesians 1, where Ephesians 1 teaches you about knowing who God is. Right. That God will give you the spirit of wisdom yeah. and revelation in the knowledge right. of Christ. So knowing who you are in Christ is the first armor you put on. By the time they get to Ephesians 2, they are talking about your walk with Christ. By the time they get to Ephesians 3, they are talking about being grounded in Christ, being grounded in the Word. By the time they get to Ephesians 4, they are talking about your interrelationship with other people in the church, how you love your brother as yourself. By the time they get to Ephesians 5, they are talking about hierarchy in the family and also with children. And then they get to Ephesians 6, they are talking initially talking about family, husband, love, your wife, wife. So all those things are all part of the armor. So if you, if you love Jesus, know who you are in Christ, be grounded in the Word, know how to interact in the church, 
The, you know, there's a lot of lawlessness in the church. There are a lot of freelance Christians in the church. They don't submit to authority. They don't know who authority is. And then there's a lot of authority that's being, that is just, you know, taking money out of the people, not really caring for the people. So, you know what I'm saying? So, they, they, this is all part of the armor. So, by the time they said, you rest not against flesh and blood, it is because it's demons that will make you have ungodly independence. You know, the, one of the biggest jobs that the devil did was to just be um, independent from God. Right. And we are born, the, the greatest human beings are born independent. A two-year-old, you'll be trying to hold their hand, they're seizing their hand. They don't Strong know where they're going. child is actually Strong, a good yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. They want to go and fall. Who told you it's a good thing? It's an Adamic nature. <laughs> you see a little child? They, at six months, they barely... They, that was the first months, book my mom read. They barely know how to walk. They're yeah. going to go punch somebody and pull yeah. pacifier out of any other person. Right. It is in our nature. We're children yeah. of Adam. I'll be looking at us like, where did this child learn this? It's because we're born, born with it. With it. We're Sin born nature. with that Adamic nature to rebel against God, to attack each other. To, yeah. We have to be trained to be good. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you get born again, you have to, you're, you're, even though your spirit is born again, your flesh is still kind of rebellious. Your mind is rebellious. And that is why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and by hearing, hearing by the word of God that you should renew your mind with the word of God. So it is in that renewing of your mind that you start changing. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, people tell me, Dr. Stella, you're so anointed. I say, My, just, just, I'm just walking on it and I'm, there's a cost to it and I'm crying for God to take me to a much higher level. Because if I was that anointed, my world would not be this crazy. So I'm digging deeper. I want to dig deeper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you have to re recognize that, when you get saved... You, salvation is not all there is. Salvation, yes. Go start checking your fruit because right. salvation should produce good works. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There's more works? than the helmet of salvation. Yes. A lot works? of people wear the helmet yes. of salvation, and but they're it. butt naked. They're, they don't have any other armor on. Yes. They have the helmet of salvation, and that's mm -hmm. it. Yes. So when you get saved, your next thing is sanctification. Sanctification is when you start changing your mindset. You start coming out of your worldly behavior, coming out of your rebellious behavior. Yes. And allowing the spirit of God to change your nature, it is the sanctification is done by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit needs your permission, needs your cooperation for sanctification. And then, as you get sanctified and you start thinking about, oh my God, look at how crazy I was, and God loved me and took me out. You see, uh, that now comes to the next level, which is your consecration. Your consecration is now okay, good, Lord. I see what you've done for me. I see you died on the cross for me. You faced strong bulls of Basham for my sake. I cannot live my I life for me verse. anymore. I need to live for you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. The level of your sanctification, the level of your consecration is the level of your authority. That's so good. If you don't allow God to sanctify and consecrate you, you're going to be a toothless backing dog called a Christian. No, no authority. Can I ask a personal question? Sure. You're not wearing a ring. Yes. You're so set apart, and you do not act as if you're single, like needy. You you act like you're married to the to the Father and to Jesus. Are you are you? I, I was are you, married. Are you married? Or are you single? No, I'm single. I was married, and uh, my, I have two children. My babies are grown. They are 26 and 28, and their father died. Um, for years, there was a time in my life that I was like, God, I want to get married. I want to get married, and um, I realized it was a distraction. Um, so I prayed. I said, Lord, I want to serve you with all my heart. Take away this desire for me and give me the grace to serve you with all my heart. So marriage <laughs> is like this. prayer. <laughs> yes. So I don't have, 
let me put it this way. I, people are like, Dr. Slay, you should get married. I say, oh, God, please, no. <laughs> I, I don't want the distraction. Like, I don't want to have to get up in the morning and think about making breakfast for somebody. <laughs> I just don't have the grace for it. And it's not because I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not, God just took, I'm not sitting down here saying that. If God says I should get married, I'll never get married. But I'm just saying that's not my focus. Yeah. Our world is going crazy. I can't just be, and you know how much of a distraction emotional hoopla can be? Mm. So I'm just, God just gave me the grace. So I'm, I'm content and happy in who I am and. I'm, I'm just content. I think just women of God need to hear that. I think I'm I think society puts a pressure that Paul talked about. Hey, for some you're called to be married, for some not. For, for some it's a blessing, for some it's not. And I, it just yeah, some I, became eunuchs. Some were made eunuchs by God. Yeah. yeah, and some became eunuchs for the call. Yeah, and some were made eunuchs by men. You see, people that are eunuchs made by men. There are a lot of women out there that are. Today I was praying for some people, like people coming, well, can you pray for me to get married? And you're in your 60s, you want me to pray for you to get married? I was like, I think you need to go back to God and say, Lord, give me the grace to serve you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe so, God had a plan for you to be so, single all along. So um, we have a, a, a long prayer program at the end of the year, but I know that generally we're in a situation right now where a lot is happening and uh, the children of God have to turn to God. The safest place to be is in Christ. And the second thing everybody has to do is to be prepared phys physically, food, water, supply chains. Be prepared medically. We do that on our website, drstellamd.com. Be prepared financially. Be prepared emotionally to realize that we are in a time when things are crazy and uh, craziness is going to happen. And people need to be that prepared so that that way... You're not so scared to die. Even know that to die, to, to live is Christ, to die is gain. So we should not be so scared to die that, oh my God, you know. So the, it's just, we have to be prepared mentally, emotionally, spiritually, give your life to Christ. Make sure you're living right. You don't call yourself a Christian and then you have a boyfriend or you're smoking or you're drinking or you're partying. You're something. He that is born of God does not continue to live in sin. So be truly saved and then be prepared physically, be prepared mentally, be prepared financially. I tell people, go on our website, drstellamd.com. Make sure you get ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine in your medicine cabinet. Get your immune supplements in your medicine cabinet. And if you use promo code Dr. Rachel, you get a discount. So we prepare people medically, spiritually, physically. And look out. Let's see what the Lord has for us for 2024. Come on. Well, for those of you who've been listening, uh, our ACN listeners, that's Dr. Stella Emanuel, her website. DrStellaMD.com, DrStellaMD.com. DrStellaMD.com. And uh, if you want to buy products, promo code Dr. Rachel. Do it. And uh, Dr. Rachel, that's one Dr. word. Dr. Rachel, yes. yes. What did I say? He said doctor. Doctor. Oh, I just, I saw it in my brain, DR. And you know, like I said, we don't sell ivermectin like that. You have to actually go on our website, make a telemedicine appointment. We see patients in all 50 states. We have... Pharmacies that will ship to you in all 50 states. Okay. So you should be prepared so that they don't call me at 3 a.m. to come and get them out of the hospital. They do that. So if I wanted to come to the ranch, could I come to the ranch? Oh, yes. People need to come to the ranch. Go on our website. Click on the Better Ranch tab. You will see our programs, upcoming programs. And if you come during our programs, it's free. You stay for free. That's it. God Church and State, you. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Stella Emanuel. Welcome to the fire